Philadelphia. I'm Joel Embiid. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You could be like, yo, hey, them Johns is hot. Them, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in the fly zone. This is episode 15. Woo! We moving, baby. And the fly zone is a from the people for the people Philly centric podcast talking sports, news, culture, all things the city brother brotherly love from a brother and a sister to you. (laughs) (laughs) Like what I did there, like what I did there. Where can the people catch us at on audio platforms that they want to get down with us oh if they're looking for us they can always catch us on spotify apple music and amazon podcast okay there we if go. you're on social media you can tap in with us at the dot fly zone on instagram and on twitter we are at the fly zone please make sure you tap in with us each and every week oh can that was week 17 we don't got no more pre-game videos that was we, the we last. Gonna have, we're gonna have draft. We're gonna have all sort of stuff. The, so the just, thing just, about, just, just stay locked in because we got some cool stuff in, in yeah, store for you. The thing about dumpster fire teams is they got they give you content a day. <laughs> when you got yeah, you ain't lying about that. organization, look out for our, our draft uh, rundowns. Who we want to pick? We'll do some. We'll do some breakdown video breakdowns. We'll do all that stuff. Don't worry about. We got you covered. And if you just want to go help, you know. Jake Elliott moved or pack his bags. We also got you covered for a live stream of that. You will never run out of things to talk about, Sean. Now, you you know, before, before we get into the greatness that is the Sixers right now, who are about to play as we record this episode. Yes, they are. I gotta tell you, I got I got a bone to pick with the Cincinnati Bearcats because, as you know, I don't even sports bet like that. Like we had the whole family group text, and you and Eli, everybody were like, "Oh, I got money on this." I don't ever say I got money on something. I'm almost like, that's ah, true. That's it true. ain't for me. It ain't nothing. I wake up on New Year's Day. I'm like, it's a new year. <laughs> <laughs> the, the table has turned. Let me just randomly put some money up. Because why not? Pick an underdog and say we're going to do it. Why not? Now, I put some money up on the Bearcats. And they was like, they was out there giving Georgia the business. I was like, I'm about to make this money. <laughs> now, it's not a stimmy check. But listen, I'll take it. Money is money. Seriously. And so then... I'm sitting there. So I'm texting y'all. I'm talking shit. I'm texting y'all pictures of, of Aretha Franklin holding the camcorder. Like, look at look at me get this money. And they literally are up in the game. And instead of just running the clock out, doing the right thing by my wallet, but exactly. they, pass, they, they roll out to the right, throw the ball, stop the clock, and these bums lose in the last second, three second field goal, fifty seven yard field goal, whatever. I don't even care. I, I turned it off. So I just want to say to y'all, disgusting to the Bearcats. That's why LeBron love your state. <laughs> y'all, don't, y'all don't deserve to be loved. Y'all don't deserve anything. That's like y'all don't deserve any of it. Y'all don't deserve to be loved. But no, that is horrible. That is horrible. The Sixers mm. have the best record in the NBA. The Sixers have the best defense in the NBA. <laughs> when the hell would you ever thought you would have said that? Look, I, I look, never would have thought I would have heard that ever. You thought it'd be the Lakers. You thought the lights going to have with the Golden State doing it. You thought you thought Kevin Durant with no hair lineup would be would be having the best record. No. It's the Sixers. It's the Sixers. 5 and 1. It ain't the Nets. No. It ain't it ain't no. dumb. It ain't Denver. It ain't Kyrie being a weirdo. It ain't none of it. None of that, okay? It ain't none of it. The claw. Got, to get to the chip right now, you got to come through Philly. <laughs> and bad things happen here. Philly. And bad things happen here according to that nut 4 or 5. So listen, you already know what's about to happen to you. Seriously. And so five and one, 
the best record in the NBA, not just the East. We're about, we about to play the Hornets Ooh. right now. We're going to be recording during, during the Hornets game. We're playing the Hornets. Yeah. Since, since we recorded, we've played every single game we haven't talked about since we recorded. So that's six games, obviously, because we're 5-1. And one. We played the Wizards opening night. We had to come back from that. They played the, the Knicks. Knicks. Who they uh routed as they should have one hundred nine to eighty nine and beat with twenty seven points, ten rebounds. Harris and Curry both with seventeen. Simmons with fifteen, nine and six. Ooh, I love them stats. Always flirting with a triple double. He always flirting. Triple always, double. I love them stats. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. And then the the uh, and beatless seventy sixers went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Who was plays in Cleveland? Clan? Uh, not LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> And that's all that matters. You know, Trey Sermon, shout out to those Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields, Phil, the only athlete in Ohio. <laughs> Justin Fields, the only athlete in Ohio. Sorry, Kevin Love. But no, uh, the Sixers beat the Cavaliers 94-118 uh, without Embiid. Only three players in double digits were Harris, Simmons, and Mike Scott. Uh, Harris had 16 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Simmons had 15 points, six rebounds, and four assists. Like she said, always flirting with a triple double. Mike Scott with 12 points and a rebound. Good job, Mike Scott. Mike Scott was actually out tonight. Yeah. That's um, fine. Yeah, I'm about to say. Yeah. Listen, we Yo, honestly, if didn't come back, if Kukmaz didn't even come back, I wouldn't even be mad. I don't even care. He ain't even playing bad. I just don't care. I don't care. care. I don't care. We rich. <laughs> when you rich when you when you rich and drop a twenty dollar bill, who cares? Leave it there. For, leave it there for the, the spirit chain. We'll fight. <laughs> I don't need any of these. Don't need any of these. Seriously, seriously. The uh, with the greatest test that they had so far, the Sixers played the Raptors. Um, after the Cavaliers, they won that game one hundred to ninety three, which actually to me was their best win this far, not because. That's a good team, but because they were actually down seventeen in that game and they had to scratch back. Yep, and they still came out with a uh, with a win. With that was the, amazing. Against yep. a good team. Against a against a really good team and B with a double double with twenty nine points and sixteen rebounds. That's Hall of Fame numbers right there. Uh, Tobias Harris with twenty six points and eleven rebounds and three assists. I ain't gonna forget your assists, bro. This, that's the first. That's the first game in the ascension of, of Toby. I'm calling on Toby now. We Toby know. now. <laughs> <laughs> he Toby now. All right, I respect that. I respect that. Uh, we can't forget about my man. This might be my favorite sixer after this season is over. Seth Curry with 17.6 rebounds and four assists. And Ben Simmons with 11 points and 13 rebounds and seven assists. Three assists uh, away from a triple-double. That boy is dangerous. Yep. But I'm going to keep going giving you all these stats because my man actually did get a triple-double. We ain't going to trip, though. <laughs> uh, when they played the Magic, who were actually undefeated at the time, were the last undefeated Shocker. team in the NBA. Shocker. What I just say? You gotta come through Philly, right? Yeah, Philly came to town and bust that ass. One twenty-seven right. and one twelve. Sixers win forty-five percent from three. Sixteen threes made. Twelve straight. Twelve straight win. Bristol Hornets. Eighteen straight win at home. We rolling, okay? Yeah. Your man Toby had twenty-four points, nine rebounds, and six assists. Very solid game. Curry had twenty-one and six assists, and B had nineteen and fourteen rebounds with four assists. Uh, Danny Green surprised us with 13 points, two rebounds, and four assists. <laughs> he finally did it, Danny! He finally double broke double digit digits. Danny, double digit Danny! That's his name right now. Here. When the flies on, you resort to him. You was to double digit Danny. That's his name now. Finally did it. Don't, don't forget that. And let's not forget, last but most certainly not, Lisa Ben Simmons with his first triple double of the season 15 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. His 29th career triple double. He's on That's his it. way. 
And I want to say, I agree that on paper, the Raptors game was the most impressive game, in quotes. I think the Magic game was more important to me. Because one, you went through a long, drawn-out battle back against Toronto before. Then it was right. away. And we know how we are, the whole stigma of this team playing on the road. We had dropped eight straight in Orlando. You're playing Marco Fultz and the Magic were soaring at the time. Then mm-hmm. as the added emotional element of just, not that they have a beef with Fultz, nothing like that, but he's a player. He's a, he's a, he's playing well. He used to be here. We look crazy if we lose to him. That's an added amount of element. You know, yeah, this is a good big man matchup for him. B probably his first good big man matchup so far in the, in the calendar year. And we came in and destroyed their lives. Bust that ass. You know, and you know they say Disney World is in Orlando, but that's where the dreams went to die. When you wish upon a star, it did not happen for y'all there. Listen, you heard, you seen what I texted you that night, right? Ain't no magic in Florida that night. No, <laughs> there weren't no, no magic in Florida that day. No, no. Know. Steph Curry now with back-to-back games of 20 points. He was 5 for 7 from three-point land in that game. Mm. There's Ben Simmons about the team's success. And he said, I think shooting is definitely a huge part. It's also everybody's buying into the system. You know, when you have everybody holding each other accountable defensively first, the then offensively is tough. You want to come out here and do well for your other teammates, every possession. We got to be leaders, starting with myself, Joel, Tobias. Then we got guys like Danny and Seth who just came to the team. We're trying to build the right culture here. That's being competitive, moving the ball, and playing as a team. Uh, I mean, is this so different? Yo, and I'm a, I was I wasn't gonna say this because the last episode, I think I probably said I was done doing this. A lot. We do whatever we want. We're the best team in the NBA. We can do whatever we want. And it's our podcast. I can't. <laughs> I just can't skip over the opportunity to sh- to throw shade on Brett Brown. I just can't do it. I tried, <laughs> y'all. I know what I said. I tried. It didn't happen. And I quote, you know, when you have everybody holding each other accountable defensively first and then offensively, it's tough. The key word in that is accountability. Thank you. Okay. Thank accountability. you. Accountability. Doc you. ain't going for it. You're not no. going to not do your job and then oh, I'm going to just sit you down for a couple of minutes. No, Doc is probably in that ass. If you're in practice mm-hmm. and you're where you're supposed to be, Doc is in that mm-hmm. ass. And you, yep. if you get in that ass and you still ain't doing it, sit down, buddy. You're like, done. Heck yeah, this party's over. That. And Doc got the call to do it. Yo, I'm so hyped. I'm so ecstatic that, that the player, I've the never players, been as happy to get a coach. Oh, oh, yeah. And the players, the players out there after the game, even if we win the games, they're shooting around after the game, an hour after That's the game, never two happened. hours after the game. That's Come never on. happened. Come on. But he said Dwight Howard kind of like put that in. I'm like, yo, after yeah. the game, we're going back Let's out. Go. We're going to put some shots up. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And no, we didn't have a vet in our locker room to do that ever. We've never had that. We didn't have that when Jimmy Butler was here. We never had that when um no. Orford was here. We have no. we didn't have any vets that were like really like let's do it pouring let's into like, our younger player. Like, listen, this is what you got to be doing. This is what you need to be doing to work on your game. After the game is over, yeah, we're gonna put some more shots up. And then after practice is over, mm-hmm. we we'll put some more shots up. Are we off today? We're going to the gym anyway. That's what yep. you need. You need them kind of And that's bet. what I'm saying. Like, Jimmy was accountable to himself. He was a accountable player, yeah. but he was accountable to himself. Jimmy would come into the gym at 5, 6 a.m. by himself. You, you would hear, oh, right. he's a great competitor. He wasn't texting Ben Simmons and saying, come meet me at the gym. And Joel, meet me at the gym. He was just saying, I put the work in. Yep. And you don't go nowhere by yourself. Are you surprised we're the best team in the NBA right now, defensively, uh, as far as record? Are you surprised by it? I'm going to be honest and say I am. I am. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I did I expect a turnaround? Yes, I did. I didn't expect it this fast though. I didn't th- because you gotta think we coming fresh off the bubble, which what they had like a month break, I think, or a little yeah. more probably a little longer than a month or something in that range. For them to get a new coach, a new system, and then per- be able to get to court and perform, 
Yeah, the way they're oh, performing, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing not, together I, with each other. I, I did expect them to do well, but I didn't expect them to do this well this early. I didn't. I will say I'm surprised the chemistry is so good. Like Ben Simmons running down the lane, he's behind his back to Seth Curry, who's right there popping the three. Yep. I'm surprised for a group of guys who haven't played together for a month, looking so well and think about who, where the ball's going to go, who's going to do what. Oh, it looks like my man Scary Terry's off tonight. Good for us. And you know, in the sense of it, in the sense of that we're out here and we're playing together in rhythm, even though we're not making every three pointer early on. The fact that the spacing is there. The fact that people are wide open and this shows the scheme is working. The fact that we were able to come back from perseverance. The fact that we were able to win on the road. These were things that we needed to know for sure. I think the other night, the first game because the Hornets was the most turnovers we had all season. It was. Um, and, and so, you know, we don't even we didn't even carry so much a turnover problem, the track, the road problem. And so that's the, from the standpoint of the structure of the team. I'm surprised by that. Defensively, I'm not so much surprised. We got two elite defenders on our team. I'm, surpri- yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised that. Thank you. I'm just surprised that everybody else fell into line with it, and that's how we we look. The off the five and one, I would have thought you can play these back to backs. As in beats a person who's on the line right now, popping these free throws. He made them, of course. He of making course them. He His numbers. Let's just go through the situation right now with Embiid. The last three games, Embiid seventy points, twenty nine rebounds, twelve assists, six blocks, six steals. Mm. If he continues on this path, I mean, it's very hard for a big man to get MVP type notoriety. Is he an MVP caliber con- contender if these statistics continue for the rest of the year? Yeah, hell yeah, I think so. I think I think it's undeniable because, like you said, there's no other big man producing those type of numbers, and it hasn't been for a long time. A long time. For a long time. That's- so abs- abs- absolutely, and I-, I always felt like Joel should should dominate because he's the only big man in the league that does what he can do. There's no, it's not a lot of people that can still go down in the paint and post up and get a bucket and make it look easy and can still shoot and can still play defense. You know, every big right. man nowadays is you either the team is either playing small ball or you get a, a um like Anthony Davis. So yeah. he's necessarily like one, a big man. Yeah, you know, usually but, it's like a run protector. It's also mostly a one dimensional player. You're the run right. protector, but you can't score, or you can score, I. but you can't. Andre defend. Drummond, something yeah. like somebody like somebody like him. He's like a a White center, side. but he's you know, but he's not a. Yeah, like a white side. He's not a he's not a um a Joel and B. Oh, Joel and B can literally do everything effectively on the yep. floor on the yep. def- on each side of the ball. He's the yep. only big man that can do that. So even a good if, he, if he can, even a good passer, <laughs> yeah. even if uh yo, and let's not let, let me not even forget. And I'm answering your question. I'm sorry, but let me not forget. Joel and B could not pass out of a double team last year. This, <laughs> At all. This, this is what his sixth, fifth year in the league, whatever. If he been in the league six years, five years, he couldn't pass out of a double team. I'm sorry. He couldn't pass out of a double team at all. A couple of months ago, in a bubble, he couldn't pass out of a, bu- nope. a double team. Nope. Nope. Now he's doing it effectively. My <laughs> mind is blown. My the socks are blown right now. My, my socks are blown off. Yo. So yeah, I, I think if this is the, this is the year, yo, this is the year. Yeah, this, this is, is elite year. year. It's a it's a it's his elite year. Usually MVP goes where the team's going. You know, somebody some people would say it last year. LeBron deserves to be MVP, but Giannis, when you have a good record, you can't deny people. If the Sixers continue to win, and beat is a major reason why they're winning, there's no way you can't have them in that conversation. If they're one of the best records in the NBA, in the NBA if they stay that way, if he's the major nucleus dropping 29, 30 points a game on an on a NBA-leading team, how could you not? How could, how you, could not? you not? How could you not? How could you not? And if you don't, the hate is real. The hate and is we real. Know. We know. Yeah. Speaking speaking of you know greatness and everything else, 
Locked up, aka Akon. Locked up. You won't, won't let me, let out. me Vince, out. Vince Simmons, elite defender. <laughs> elite <laughs> defender Ben Simmons. Over the season so far, he's held. He held. These are these are statistics off of just him straight up defensively one on one with these players. Bradley Bill, he held held until one of three in the field goals and one turnover. Westbrook was five of nine in field goals, two turnovers. R.J. Barrett, that was he modeled this. He just modeled when they came on the court. Damn, RJ. one of eight <laughs> and two turnovers when he guarded Kevin Love. He was over three in field goals, two turnovers when he, he guarded Pascal Siakam. He was three of eleven and one turnover. Mercrawl Fultz, we, we barely knew you. He won a six <laughs> and one turnover, and then Graham for the Hornets of the night. He was one of ten. Graham, <laughs> in that game. Now these are great numbers. Undeniable. Let me ask you from a standpoint. We watch a lot of the games. He's always put one triple double. But we said in the all season, we said we don't care about so much the three pointer. We care he's effective and he's scoring. Do these numbers where he's clamping people down, putting them in the backseat of his patrol car, and not taking them to get McDonald's the way he did Dylan Roof, just taking them right. to taking them to hell? Do these exactly. kind of does this kind of defensive uh, elite play make up for Ben Simmons' lack of offense to you? Or does he still have to give us more on the floor offensively? I'm going to be honest. He doesn't need to do more right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. He doesn't need to do more. But I think he should because eventually he will. Eventually, I think he's going to be asked to do more because injuries happen. Think Like, things just happen. It's going to be like, mm-hmm. it's going to be games. It's going to be time where we're going to need Ben to be aggressive for 48 minutes. You know what I mean? So, I think right now, the way the team is flowing – the chemistry, he doesn't have to because every literally everybody else on the floor can score. Literally. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have to right now. But it will it, I think it will come a time where he will have to. So I would love to see him like kind of like incorporate that into his game a little more. But I do want it to be uh organic. So I don't want him to force it, of course. But I think eventually this season he's gonna have to start being a little more aggressive offensively. But right now he I don't he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to because yeah. it's working. I think we're 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 in right now with Tobias Harris and his scoring and everybody else, like you said, is making their shots. It's not forcing the hand of it. In a game where Tobias comes out and he's zero of twelve, or, or Danny doesn't really show up, or Seth has an off night, it's going to be glaringly obvious that our second star is not playing like a second star. Now, yeah. third round triple double is a great, great, always great, but the offensive out as Benson and scores as I say this, um, the, the offensive output that you need on nights when Everybody else isn't a star, but you are the second star of a two-star yep. team. We'll need you then. It also will come to light when you're playing a healthy Nets team, a Lakers yeah. team, where you, when, the, when the actual tier of competition rises, we'll see if that matters as much as it does. That's that's what I'm saying. So right now, with smooth sailing, right. we're, we're top is down. We in a Maserati. We blessed and meek. We're great. We're great, baby. <laughs> but... <laughs> But the storm clouds are ahead, potentially. And when, like I said, in a night where Seth might not have it, I don't know when that would be. We, the, we got the best curry. Where that would happen, yeah, we, we, we might need more from you on that. Yeah, and I can say that Ben still is a young player. Yeah, he's, he got, he's shooting triple doubles. Like, it's not like he's doing nothing. Like, just I, Sometimes I got to remind myself, just for me, sometimes I got to say, Sean, there's, there, were, there, were, there were times when, People would say it would watch uh, LeBron play and be like he doesn't shoot enough. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. But of course, LeBron is LeBron. LeBron yeah. is who he is today. Like, so he I doing gotta kind of take some of the rebounds. What? Like, you know? Exactly. 
So I got to take some of the slack and, and realize that he he is efficient at other things. It's other not things. I mean, look, Bradley Bill one and three, Westbrook five and nine, Siakam exactly. three of eleven. That shit matters. matters. That matters because if you got a, if you players. got James Harden, and I'm gonna just use James Harden just because if, why not? Even his name's been in the reports with the Sixers and all that. Why not use James Harden? Then? So if James Harden is having an off night and he has ten points at the half, it's not that's 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 hurting me more than it's helping me because. He can't play or he doesn't play defense. Right. So if he only has 10, the usually the way it goes is his man might have 15 and he has 30. So it kind of like X's itself out. But if he's not mm-hmm. scoring or playing defense, now you're killing us. Now you're a liability. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can't take that from Ben because that's a big thing. And Ben is guarding the, the, the best player in each team every night. Every so night. I, you can't take that from Ben. Unfortunately for the Hornets, they have nobody good. So Ben is out here getting party <laughs> up. But it is what it is. When, when you win it, you, you can talk like this. I want to say the news broke recently. We play the uh, Nets on Thursday. We would not be playing with. They would not be having Kevin Durant. By the way, he yeah. had COVID tracing, so he won't be there. Yeah. He's hiding. He's hiding from us. I think. Uh, I think he on. didn't want to play. This. I think he didn't want to play this. Kevin Durant is that uh, that meme when uh, Homer Simpson is like falling back into the bush. He like, yeah, I, I, I he don't want no part of that. <laughs> I don't, do. I don't want no part so of the that. next game we do play, we play the Wizards at home. Seven o'clock on Wednesday. Right now, playing the Hornets, which we're taping the show live right now. Yeah. Up seventeen fifteen, we should win the game. Speaking of, I guess winning games or not winning games, I don't know how you should pull it. We had to shift gears to the Eagles. Who? <laughs> I mean, we can. We don't have to run through the Cowboys really that much. I, I acknowledge the Cowboys game because we didn't actually talk about the Cowboys game. Let's just say we lost thirty-seven to seventeen. Uh, everybody know what happened at the Cowboys game. That's just that, and Deshaun Court don't only get catch from a receiver the whole game and he then he went to Cancun because he didn't do anything else but let's just get to the Eagles and Washington game which is what everyone is talking about we're talking about the 20 to 14 loss in week 17 that literally happened 24 hours ago (laughs) not even not even in the game Jalen Hurts 7 of 20 72 yards passing one interception he also had eight carries for 34 yards Hertz's passer rating was 25.4. It was the lowest by any Eagles starting quarterback since Nick Foles posted a 9.3 rating in the regular season finale of 2017. I don't even know you can get a rating that low. And I think I remember that. That's what we were trying to get Foles comfortable in the game before we had to go to the playoffs in 2017. I remember. And Malcolm Jenkins had to save us with a freaking uh, fumble because we can't do nothing offensively. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't know it was a 9.3, but it was bad. It was bad. That's, and I was Sarah thinking we about to lose the Falcons next week. This is the season over. We're done. Like Boston yeah. Scott last night, fifteen rushes, sixty-five yards. Nate Sefville, a surprise stat line of five for twelve for thirty-two yards and a one pick. The receivers combined for sixty-seven yards receiving, which is a joke. That's the combined yardage total of the receivers, by the way. So if Not y'all don't, if y'all don't know, that means everybody, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, um, all the people that's responsible for catching passes on this team. Pivotal moment of the game, down 17-14. The Eagles had an excellent opportunity at Washington's 15 at the Marcus Epps. Great pick by him, by the way. That was it a was. fantastic, timely it pick. Heads up play. Picked off Alex Smith's pass. It bounced off of J.D. McKicks' hands. The Eagles had a first down from the five-yard line, but gained only one yard in multiple attempts. Doug Peterson passed. <laughs> Doug Peterson passed on the field goal to tie the game at 17-17. And, and we went and Jalen Hurst threw the ball for incomplete on fourth down on a wild pass that Quez Watkins was wide open in the end zone. On the very next drive, 
Sudfeld, who was inactive for 14 games this year, saw his first action after the defense forces another turnover in which TJ Edwards intercepted Alex Smith. Sudfeld gave the ball right back in a fumble recovered by Chase Young that led to Dustin Hopkins' 42-yard field goal, which gave Washington 20 the 14 lead they needed. Doug Peterson on the switch that was hurt around the world and around the media. Yes, I was coaching to win. Yes, this was my decision solely. Nate has been here for four years, and I felt he deserved an opportunity to get some snaps. During the game, anybody who watched the broadcast heard Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels go back and forth. Chris Collinsworth, who I can't stand since it's trash trash, uh, calling of the Super Bowl. He says, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done what Philadelphia did. I just simply couldn't have done it. You got men out there who are fighting their guts out, trying to win the game. And I'm not saying I'm not not blaming anybody. I personally could not have done, done what they did. Al Michaels then says, I agree under the circumstances. Absolutely. If they're blown, they're blown out. Yeah. Bench hurts. And as we mentioned yesterday, Doug wanted to get Sudfield into the game. But in this circumstance, come on. Al, you know, Chris Collins responds, Al, I'm going to take it one step further as if, I've go- as if I haven't gone far enough. I'm not trying to get fired tonight. But if, if, if this had been the Dallas Cowboys that had won today, can you imagine the conspiracy theories and things that would have gone on right now between the two organizations? So that started what became this massive media, local, national hysteria of, Tanking the game, not tanking the game. Before we get into the, the integrity of tanking and not tanking, Sean, after you consider the media's reaction to this and Jalen Hurts saying that he will have loved to play, but he got trusted coach and everything else. And what are your thoughts on just pulling Jalen Hurts and putting in Sudfield? I honestly have so <laughs> many emotions. Yeah, yeah. That I got to like. Yeah, because it's like so much I can go into or I would like to go into, but it's like. It's exhausting. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's like, where do I even start? What are you like thinking? I just want to know what what was he thinking? All right. So, all right. Let me start here. So the the playoffs are out. We're out the playoffs. We're done. We're done. All right. And whatever. We had a bad season. We can talk talk it up to a bunch of different stuff. All right. That's cool. Fine. All we, all we have left is what's here in front of us. We have one last game. This To us, it, it, it doesn't make or break us, but to this team, if they win this game, they go to the next, the next stage. They go to playoffs. The only way I could think to get to motivate my team to even want to give a fuck about this game, to care about this game, is to say, listen, we're not – to say what Jim Swartz said, actually. Yeah. There no will not game. be a celebration on our field because we are all men in this locker room and – Every team, your your coach at some point tells you, you play with a sense of pride. All right? You play with a sense of pride. Nobody's out here running around or volunteering or out here just for fun and for kicks and shit and giggles. We're out here to win a game. This is their livelihood. People, their profession. This is the way they feed their families. And you're kind of like just like playing. Literally, you're playing around. You're playing around. You're playing around. Man. You bring in Man, Nate Sudfeld. At the top of the season, they said, Nate Sudfeld made it clear to us he wants to have a shot at starting somewhere. Yeah, he's out. So he's so we're going to give him the opportunity after the season. He's gone. Okay. Near the end of the season, you he's been here for four years. I want to see what he has. He's been here for four effing years. You don't know what he has? I'm How many up. years have you been here? Four? You've been here four years. You don't know what he has? Are you serious? Are you? I think 
He's asking to get fired, and I'm confused as to why he's not. And you have men, like they said, like Chris Carter was saying, men out there fighting for their lot. They're trying to win. This ain't no, like, they want to yeah, win. These practice squad players who start, and they yeah, want a chance like, to come and, back this year. And this is my opportunity to perform for, to show these other teams in the league what I can do. So I'm out here trying to win. Some people out there playing it. BG, you got, and you got some some players out there who actually are your starters. BG's out there. Malik Jackson's out there. Slay's out there. You're not helping them at all. No. I know Hurts wasn't playing great. I'm not saying he was, but he was your best option at the time. Jason Kelsey out the game. Playing Jason Kelsey playing hurt. That's to me. He'll. I know he said oh, I was trying to win. No, you weren't. No, you because you don't do that in the game like that. You wait till practice time, nigga. You want to go live or you want to to see what stuff can we can we work with stuff out? You don't do that in that game. Are you trying to preserve a pick? Is that what's going on? What are you trying to save here? What are you doing? It makes it's no way. Out of all the nonsense that's been going on with Carson and 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 uh, Jalen Hurts, that you could think that it will be any by any measure of anything that it will be helpful to to add Sudfell into the game. He, like he had he has no pride, he has no no sense of integrity. He is not smart. He is he he is a man he is a man a one a one track minded man which you can see as how he doesn't switch up play calling he's so predictable he won't give anybody else a shot at it. Carson is is Carson is best rolling out of the pocket. Everybody knows this. It's not a secret. If you don't if you didn't know now you do. He doesn't play Carson to his strengths. He he doesn't run the ball. He what the f is he still doing? What is he doing? Because he won the sewer. Listen. I, I was high off the Super Bowl. I'm back down. I'm on ground freaking zero. I'm on zero. I'm here. I'm I'm operating as if we don't even have one. This is unacceptable. I don't give a damn about the Super Bowl. That's the new norm. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Lying every damn body. Say the new norm. You are horrible. And he's horrible because he doesn't make adjustments. You don't adjust. Everybody has an off year. It happens. Look at Belichick and Cam Newton. They're trying to figure it out. Everybody has an off year. That's fine, bro. That's fine. But you do not make you don't make adjustments. You don't try to even at, at Buzzer said if you wait so half time to start making adjustments, you already lost. You don't you don't even do that. You don't even take the time to all right, all right, let me let me get my bearings. What's going on? All right, let me let's try this. The work the only thing you did was change the quarterbacks, and that came a game late. Two two games late. I'm I'm done with Doug. I'm done with him. I'm done with it. Send Doug to, to, to Cleveland's where careers go to die up until <laughs> last season. Send send him somewhere. Oh, or send him back with Andy. He was better yeah. with Andy. Send him. I, I'm done with Doug. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. All I'm right. done with him. We had a franchise quarterback. We, we had him. a – you ruined that. Mm-hmm. You ruined that. He, he was wants fine. To he, wants, he wants to leave. Yes. <laughs> he's, he only was, 20, he's, he's only 26 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yo, only 26 years old. And I didn't even go in on this stuff because I, I could talk about this shit for I can go. He, I'm I'm just I, I'm done with Doug. I'm done with him. I don't want to see him here. I don't want to see him out of. I, I, I don't want to see him out of the restaurant. I don't want to see him at a bar. I don't want to see. I don't care if he gets fired and gets another coaching job somewhere else. If he has to play Philly, coach from the booth. I don't want to see him on nobody's sideline. He's horrible, man. He's horrible. I want him out. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm. A, I have multiple things to say here. In regards to this one question, not even just taking for this. Just in regards to this one question about the bullying of Hertz and Seth Bell. and the reaction to the national media 
any reaction to everything else. First of all, Washington fucking sucks. Horrible. The Cowboys suck. Horrible. The Giants suck. Horrible. So we don't owe any of those teams a a damn thing. We don't owe to Logan Ryan and Daniel Jones and, you know, if the Cowboys had one, Zeke Elliott, Mr. Cabo, any damn thing. So to the fan bases and the players around the NFC East who came out in the last 12, 16, whatever hours talking about what's unfair or not fair, win more games. Win more than six games. You are yeah. you are why are you relying on a four and twelve team to hand you something you could have earned yourself? You were Evan Ingram catch away against us of going to the oh, playoffs. If Daniel Jones hadn't tripped on air and you won that game, you would have been in the playoffs. Do not blame a four and twelve team, whether you're Dallas, whether you're most exclusively the Giants right now, for any of it. Win more games. That's Shut the hell up. That. Yeah, and that's just that. To the national media, Sal Palantonio, who said, I want a ne- an investigation done on the Eagles. He did? Sal said Crack- that? Crackhead. <laughs> to, to Mike Greenberg, who said, you're a football team. You're About Carson was not playing in the game he's inactive in. You're a football <laughs> team paid, played the game yesterday. You, and Greenberg's a Giants fan, a New York fan. And you got paid a hundred million. I don't care how sad you are that they bench you. You should be out there with your team. He was in sweatpants. He, what, what, you want him to do what? Just run on the field and regular, regular clothes? Yeah. The coach, the, said he couldn't, but the coach said he wasn't playing that day. To the New York Post that wrote in the, on the cover today, Giants miss playoffs after a sickening Eagles decision. I want to change your headline. The Giants missed the playoffs after they lost 10 damn games. Exactly. Jackasses. <laughs> so to every other outside of Philadelphia, this cry fest is going on, and we should be talking about Alex missed leg and how Alex overcame his leg to win the division, and la, 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 la. And they're on TV complaining, on first take complaining, and Skip Bayless about how we're not talking about Alex Smith because the Eagles took over the conversation. Skip, talk about Alex Smith. Why are you talking about a 4-12 and team anyway? This whole blow-up of Doug's decision, I'll get to Doug's decision, which I don't agree with, but this whole blow-up of it is a joke. The, the Steelers played yesterday with Mason Rudolph in a game in which the Dolphins could have made the playoffs. Several teams yesterday played backups. If this, if this is a 1 o'clock game, nobody would have cared. It's because it was an 8 o'clock game, and you had everybody on national NBC media watching this. And the only person you have to blame for this whole catastrophe really is the NFL, who flexed this dumb game between a 4-12 and 12 team and a 6-bum team. Why would you flex that game? Why would you flex that game? Who wants to see that? Nobody. There's some people. There were some people. I've been this person before. There's some people who can't watch the games all day, and they say, "At least I can get home for Sunday night football." I couldn't watch the game all day. At least I can get home for the last game of the day. Boom, and and they come home to that bullcrap. Who the hell and wants so, to see that? Th- that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this whole outrage to me is just like insane to me because it's literally this whole division is trash. We got the Giants yelling at us and the Cowboys fan yelling at us because if they would have won, they went, the game wouldn't have mattered and everything else. It's like breaking news. Two trash bags for each other. 
two two bystanders talk to the media, also trash bags, to talk about the scene of two trash bags. That's what this division is. The Giants being mad at us, everything else. We're dumpsters, all of us. The Washington will get dismantled by the Buccaneers. Like, we're all arguing over who's going to dismantled by Taylor Bay in a week. Who cares? They probably won't even score. So, to, I, I'm saying to the national audience, go F yourself. Because we, my team has bigger problems to be addressing and talking about today than this, the, the, than this, the same thing that the Steelers did. The same thing that how many other teams did yesterday. It's the same, like, benching in general. We came into this game healthily, healthy benching Miles Sanders, who's quote-unquote hurt. Everybody else is quote-unquote hurt. Derek Barnett, quote-unquote, can't play. Butcher Cox, quote-unquote. We were already not really competing, really. And if the NFL had recognized that, maybe you would have had this – Pissed, not pissed off thing. So that's my first wave. The national media, you're a joke. Investigate us or whatever. Like, investigate Mike Tomlin then. Investigate everybody. Investigate, because this whole thing about all the integrity of the game, whatever. Y'all playing a game while 3,000 Americans died from COVID. Y'all blackball yeah. Kaepernick. You don't yeah, get the right exactly. to talk to me about the integrity of the, the NFL. The NFL forced the Broncos to play with a, with a undrafted free agent receiver at quarterback just for money. Just for money. Cashed out. Don't talk to me about the integrity of the game. That was a joke. We watched him play against Taysom Hill in a non-quarterback suck fest. And that was in prom time. Yep. So shut up. Now, to the people who can be upset, this is like when it's family drama, it's in it's in-house. Yeah. It's family. We we the only people that's allowed to have a reaction to this to me, be upset or not upset, are Eagles fans. Because it's the only people it affects. Or yep. I can have a reaction. Just like the boy, Dr. Umar. This is an Africans-only live stream. This right. is an Eagles-only reactionary stream. You're not allowed, if you live in Dallas or the Giants fan or whatever you're talking about, to have anything to say about what went on the field yesterday. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. You have no- you have nothing to say about this, which, was, which would be considered a loser move. It was a loser move. It was. It was. Um, it was. And that's why I said he has no heart. He has no integrity. He has he's he I'm done with him. I'm completely done. I'm I'm done with Howie Roseman. I don't know why the hell he's still here. I mean, we've been done with Howie. We we we've been. But I was, been. I was banking on the fact that he wouldn't be here after this season. I'm mad he's still gonna be here. We've been done with Howie. And so to the Eagles fans, I'm not here to negate or not negate or say you should feel feel how the hell you wanna feel. But then personally we have the sixth pick. We could have had the ninth pick. People can argue about whatever. What I don't agree with is being blatantly lied to. That's it. Yeah. I don't actually care about playing, not playing, that whatever. When you come out and say, oh, Nate deserves some snaps. Well, if Nate deserves some snaps, then start Nate. If you want to come out here and say, well, you know, Jalen Hurst wasn't playing well. The offensive line was horrible. The offensive line was horrible before the game. Brett Talk was going to start before the game. Start Nate. Yeah. If you came out here and said, "Well, you know, Jalen was playing so poor. He was three of three. He was three of that. He was. He only had seven or twenty. He only had 62, 72 yards. He didn't have any passing touchdowns. If that was if that was your line, then then stick with that line. Yeah. Don't say you because when you say something like getting guys some snaps, and you told Chris Collinsworth before the game you want to get him snaps, you've already come into it like you're just looking at it like you don't want to actually attack the game to win it." So what I have a problem with is they'll, how they feel like 
were stupid. <laughs> That's my main issue here. Like every single, like you've insulted our intelligence when you say, oh, Nate, gave, Nate possibly gave you the best chance to win. That Nate Sudfeld, who hadn't taken a snap all year, who's now behind Brett Toth and Matt Pryor at tackle with no receivers and nobody at tight end, no Dallas got not nothing gives you a better chance to win a game. Okay, and if that's and if you felt that in your heart, then why he didn't did. you start Nate? He did. Then why no didn't you, he if you felt a quarterback, no, but if you felt a quarterback was a better quarterback, give you a better chance to win. When you have started that quarterback, absolutely. Okay, in a world where we were playing this game and we were playing Week 17 to make the playoffs, let's say you beat the Cowboys last week, and we were playing Washington to straight out win the division and go to the playoffs. Would Nate have saw the field yesterday, Sean? Hell no. Then that means Nate never got gave you a better chance to win the game. Hell and, you're just no. li- and you're just lying. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And you're just lying. So my biggest problem is you've insulted the intelligence of people uh, who are not stupid. We <laughs> yeah. know what we saw. Nate came out there, had two turnovers. He, I mean, if he completed the pass, it was, it, it was like to nothing no thing or nobody. The offense looked even worse, even though it looked horrible. Yes, it looked even worse. Um, and so there wasn't really an interesting whatever. But I'm not going to get worked up over a meaningless game. That's just me. Like I said, Eagles fans, only Eagles fans can how they feel. But I'm not going to get worked up over a meaningless game. Do I feel some kind of way? And, and Chris Long said something interesting. Chris Long was like, I don't even think it was Doug's choice. I think Doug is just saying he's, he's, he's a bad liar because Doug was told pretty much. We're not winning this effing game by a people. Chris Long said, y'all actually think Doug Peterson, who goes for a fourth day, he said on Twitter, would actually choose to do this. That Doug was told by Oregon. And you can tell, I think he's, I think, I don't know, I think he was agreed with it. But I know it was an organizational decision. Because mm-hmm. if Doug went rogue and just said, we're pulling this guy, we're throwing the game, we're going to look really bad in national media, he would have got fired today. Because pretty much Jeff Lewis would have said, what the hell did you do to us tonight, you know? They had to all agree to it. Yeah. For them to do it, yeah. They 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 decided to not dress Carson with the intention of doing this. Yeah. They made Nick the number two quarterback with the intention of doing this, yeah. pulling the switch at some point during the game. Their intention was because we didn't dress Derek Barnett, we didn't dress Miles Sanders, we didn't dress any of our starting Jalen Mills, everybody. We we put everybody in fucking sweats. The intention was we would get dog stomped by Washington. This wouldn't even be a game, and they could put in Nate for a half or something like that and just protect Jalen and his trash offensive line and go ahead. The problem is Washington is so damn bad that they made it a game. They made it a game. Nate was always going to come into this game. It just The time he chose to do it was garbage, optically. It was, he picked the fourth quarter. The most meaningful. Well, he like, would. He would. He no, but he would. He would have. He would have always came in a fork. That's what I'm trying to say. We were supposed to be down by like 2015. This is a so-called playoff caliber. They're going to go to the playoffs, right? They have everybody in our team's healthy. Chase Young and everybody. Deron Payne was there. Ryan Kerrigan was there. You shouldn't be down 15 and 20 damn points. If you if you're down 15 and 20 points, Nate Selvo comes in. Who gives a shit? That we're not going to risk Jalen Hurts for the injury, and we're going to put in Nate as a crash test dummy and go home. They had no. Crackhead idea that the Washington football team would come in, inspired to win a game, and they would actually be handing us two back-to-back pick, two back-to-back interception drives. Like, they just wanted to give us the damn game. They was trying to give it away. And so Doug, in alignment with what he agreed upon with Doug, with, with Jeff Lurie, and probably dumb, dumb, dumb Howie, 
did what they was always going to do, which is put this bum in here in the fourth quarter to whatever, because they always wanted to protect this six pick for whatever reason and how he's going to mess it up. It just I'm about to say, really, what, are you, what are you trying to do here? In my head, in my head, if that was the aligned agreement with Chris Long and which I agree, then just start fucking Nate so you don't look stupid. Just, just start Nate. Or even if I feel like. And then bench Brandon. Like tell Brandon Graham everybody, everybody else who was out there, Brandon Graham and Kelsey, that's what put I'm them saying. in Swiss as well. That's what I'm saying. If if why not why not just not dress everybody? All the backups is playing in. Everybody's playing in. And then and when they're not, even when you see like, damn, we got a chance to win the game. I'm putting her yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's win. Let's go for the win. Let's go. I'm we in the game. We're not gonna it's just it, it, it looks bad. You it makes our organization looks bad. The city looks goofy. We just I just I just hate being in the limelight for for like crazy stuff like this like that uh, personally i don't care like i told you the national media i don't care how we look I, they don't like us anyway i like i said philadelphia fans we that's one people I, I will take the opinions of or how yeah. they feel about it i don't care if we Bottom look bad line. to people who should have won more games i don't care if we look bad to new york the new york post you should have won more than six damn games you bums dallas yeah, you course. bums don't ever come and talk to me about anything you got smacked by us for eight years straight you just beat us this year for the first time yeah don't nobody want to hear from don't from dallas nobody want to hear from new york First the of all, thing, nobody damn sure don't want to hear from Dallas. Thank you. The only thing that raises my eyebrow, and like I said, I think this is organizational. I think they were really stupid in how they handled it, handled it, and I think they lied to our faces yesterday and all today with the lies. And they thought we're just gonna we're just gonna swallow this nonsense. That I would rather them shut the hell up and not lie to me. I'd rather you just start Nate if you wanted to tank, and we wouldn't have to deal with this nonsense. Start Nate and then shut the hell up after you did it. That's it. That's all you had to do. You know, it's a lot, and it's also a generational. I saw um, Seth Joyner. I have never felt more disrespected as the Eagles. I have never been more embarrassed as the Eagles. I'm like, hey, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, like, relax. Like, 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 it's a lot of these Buddy Ryan talking about the old, the old days and this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Bro, we won four games, bro. Oh, you should have been, games. you should have been embarrassed when we was getting stopped in the dirt. You should have been embarrassed when they tied with the Bengals. Thank you. And we conceded a tie. We didn't even try. Yeah. Who's getting stomped in the dirt this year? Like this was the most. This is not the most embarrassing thing that happened to us this year. I don't. I don't know who has. I don't know how you got to break it to the Eagles fans. I think it's this just is, the most obvious. It's just like yeah, the most, most obvious. This is not the most embarrassing thing that happened to the Eagles this year. We've been blown out. We've had multiple turnovers. We we settled for a tie. We we came we the, the Washington football team was up seventeen on their heads in week one. They came back on us with. Dwayne Haskins, who's out the league right now, and you come and be like, "This is this is the worst thing that's happened to us." Is it? He didn't even make is it through it the really? season. Dwayne Haskins didn't even make it through the season. Oh my goodness! And, and, and one game, Jalen Mills played linebacker, corner, and safety, uh, and it wasn't because he's so good. <laughs> it's because we have no options. This yeah. is the most embarrassing thing that happened to us. This is the most embarrassing team. We started Nate Gary this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We found Alice Singleton can play us because he got hurt. Like that, we would have had him on the bench. This is the most embarrassing thing that happened to us. We don't have a backup running back. We Miles Sanders not in the game. We can't run the ball. Our starting tight end who wants thirteen million dollars, Zach Ertz. He got he got pressed on a jam by a seventh round pick just last night, and it, and we threw an interception because he can't have a jam in the seventh round pick. And this is our pro bowl tight end. And this is embarrassing. It wasn't even the most embarrassing that happened in the game. Right. What are y'all on? I think they just, there's people just rock. It's the last thing that happened. So that's the last thing they remember. 
I have a kicker missed a 22-yard field goal this year. This is the most embarrassing thing that happened to us? No. What are y'all talking about? He missed a 22-yard field goal this year. That was two weeks ago, right, Sean? Yes. <laughs> that was, and, and somehow, the, the fact that Nate Suffolk has a $2 million contract is more embarrassing than him coming in the game last night. There's so, so many holes on this team. $2 million to be a third-string quarterback. That's more embarrassing than him taking a snap. Exactly. So that's all I got to say about it. And, you know, we tanked, we tanked, we tanked. We got the sixth pick. Talk numbers. Talk shit, but don't talk it to me. Talk it to Doug, because I don't care. So with the sixth pick, are you taking – what position are you going first? Patrick Sertain. You know how we ain't doing that. Want me to tell you how we going to pick? I know who you going to pick. A punter. <laughs> Want me to say who you going to pick? Do I need to take a drink before you tell me? Yes. You probably, I would. Okay, hold on. Tell me. <laughs> You know who he's going to take? Howie Roseman is going to take an offensive tackle. I would be less upset than the pit, than the punter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't of like. Course. I don't. I don't think that's. If I actually believed in Andre Dillard, I would say that's a bad decision. But it's not a bad decision. No, it's not. Andre Dillard sucks, and honestly, Lane Johnson is. We don't know what's going to happen with his future and everything else. So I don't. I, I wouldn't care. Andre the only Dillard he, can go. Let's only thing, say that now. The only thing how we can do is is the mess this up is to because there's so much talent that pick is to sit there and take every other receiver that's not named Waddle, like you know what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. take a corner, but it's not Patrick Sertain. Mm-hmm. You take a receiver, but it's not Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, or or, yep. or or Jalen Waddle. It's some. It's it's Amon Saint Ra from but USC. He, but he's more than capable of doing this. Exactly. You take Tamari on take to take Tamari on Terry in the sixth pick. And see if I don't murder you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't drafted a pro bowler since Carson Wentz. On the he ain't drafted one before either. Exactly. Um, exactly. By the way, Carson happen. Wentz, um, hours, two hours ago, was reported Carson Wentz declined to speak to the media today. So for everybody who's oh, yeah, like, oh, why, did, yeah, why did Earth talk to the media? Why did Jalen Hurts? It was because Carson told him, I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah, I heard Where that. he could have came out here and clearly clarified, oh, why didn't I ask for a trade? And he just decided to not. Yeah. So take that, take that, and leave it for whatever you want. The reality is, like I said earlier, they never moved back to the 2017 stuff. They stayed in the shotgun RPO. They stayed. They never moved the pocket like we used to do in 2017. They never went heavy play action. And quite honestly, if you're Carson Wentz after these injuries or whatever, I'm not staying with this trash organization whose medical staff is clearly incompetent. Who's who's literal? The worst thing that happened to them every year is that they lose major people in injuries. Yeah. This, their injuries also crippled, destroyed our seasons. So I don't want to be here uh, top, from top to bottom. The ownership, the play calling, the, the GM, the, the support, the roster building, and then your medical staff sucks, I'm out. So I think that they have every intention to bring Carson back because it's the only thing they can save them. They're not going stupid. Forgive us my $100 million in a salary cap. I think they did their best in the press conference and please come back and save us and everything else. It didn't. I think it's not going to work. It's not. And you're gonna get left with the altar. Yeah, it's not gonna. Hit. Would you want to come back? No, exactly. That's and that's the question he should ask himself. The starting receivers next year. The starting receivers next year. JJ Ortega Whiteside and, and and Rager on the contract and Greg Ward. What the hell? And Deckers is going. What am I gonna come in here? I care for sign up for that. Join that circus. Nobody um, doing that. The season's over. We sit at four and twelve. We are last in the division. We had the six. I forget pick. the one. Oh yeah, in the tie. Yeah, we had the sixth pick. Ertz is crying. He's going. 
We don't know who's our our six. We don't know who our center is going to be. We don't know who our tight end is going to be. We don't know who our quarterback's going to be. We don't know who our safety is going to be. But we do know the coaching that AGM is coming back. Okay, and and that's where the state of the Eagles franchise is. Nationally disgraced in week seventeen. Seriously, <laughs> and, and that's where we are. That's what you. How can the four and twelve team be more in shambles? <laughs> Like, you can't, you and it feel like just a, a bad season is bad enough. They were like, oh, oh they were the teams were literally zero and sixteen and didn't have the bad press we have in week seventeen. There was an zero and sixteen team a couple years ago and they didn't have as much negative press as the Eagles have pulled off in week seventeen with a four and twelve record. Nope, it's insane. Nope, it's insane. Nope. Only in Philadelphia. <laughs> to run through the, it's a fucking joke. <laughs> oh my god. Hold it's it. a joke. It's a um, joke. It's a joke. <laughs> to be this um, bad, to be this bad, to be embarrassed in the media, to to have a franchise quarterback a year ago. I'm not even gonna say a year ago, a couple of months ago. To not like, to not to not having a quarterback, to having four wins. This team were, has literally been set back like five years in the, like, it's the front office fault. There were like five coaches fired today. This is still the biggest story. This is why this is wild to me. There are teams with no coaches and no quarterback, and we're and we're still the biggest laughing stock. It's so crazy. Yep. Matt Ryan about to be out of Atlanta. They have no coach. We don't have Julio's on. We're the biggest disappointment. Like, what's going on here? We got Todd Gurley at home eating black beans. You back in Atlanta? with the throwing it up? <laughs> <laughs> they got they got two billion dollar stadium. They are they were worse than us. They got worse record than us. They have no coach. Matt Ryan was MVP. Or they gave him yeah, they gave him a hundred million dollars. They gave Julio Jones eighty million dollars. They got a two billion dollar stadium. Chick Fil A is they got a Chick Fil A in a stadium. <laughs> and where the world we and somehow it's us. It's us. <laughs> it's us. Yo, and I put, I put all this on how I put all of it on Howie. That's Howie, yo. Howie got us here. I put all, how he got us here. I put all that on him. How he got like us John here. Like John Elway, a Hall of Fame player, got fired today. Wow. <laughs> like, and, nobody, and, and, you, and you want to hear something even crazier? That's the first time I heard that today. He orchestrated the Von Miller defense <laughs> in which they went to the Super Bowl. They did all this stuff. This is, a, this got, is big news Pam here. Andy there, went to a Super Bowl. He went to the Hall of Fame with the Broncos, and the Broncos said you the suck. team. <laughs> <laughs> and this is still bigger. We're still bigger than that? I mean, God bless. Good luck to him. Light a candle for us or something. Hold your head. I mean, I mean, hold our head. We Listen, we the team. Send a prayer for us. That's the only thing that's gonna help us right now. Send a prayer. All right, God be you got, like you gotta be kidding me. I mean, a team lost. I mean, the, the, they didn't have a clear recovery in the Cowboys game. The way the Raiders lost the Raiders game season, and then you got a DUI on top of that with Josh. J, J, I didn't even hear about Josh Jacobs DUI till later on. I just heard about that just now too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's other stuff. that's drunk. He's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is his story? How how is it us? Anyway, speaking of stories and everything else, we're gonna get to the bulletin board. The last section of the show, where we talk about the latest news and th- trends going on in the city. Indoor dining is back in the same state of Philadelphia. I about to say a city, but it's not. It's in the state of Pennsylvania. Restaurants in the most of the state will be allowed to resume indoor dining and gyms throughout Pennsylvania can reopen. Starting today, which is Monday, January 4th, if you would like to eat indoors, you can do it in any of the suburbs of Philadelphia, but you can't do it in Philadelphia until January 15th. And January 15th, we have restored indoor dining to all the restaurants in the city of Philadelphia. 
as it is getting cold and it's not many North Face jackets that can save you from the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Over the past weekend, maskless mummers for the first time in decades, the New Year's has dawned in Philadelphia without the former mummers parade to accompany it. Still, yet and still, even though the mummers parade was off and people lost their minds, people still came out here, hundreds actually, of the mummers to march down in South Philadelphia, of course, that desert, on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, for what they said it was not a parade but a protest. Many attendees were seen without masks and did not observe physical distance recommendations. A number of police officers were on the scene acting as escorts for the murmurs that happened on Friday. Hummers, hundreds of people in the, at the murmurs protest, not parade, escorted by the police. I wonder if we. I wonder if um, there was a Black Lives Matter protest on Friday when they got a police escort. Mm-mm. I highly doubt no. it. <laughs> but let, no. But let, let them have to put their climb mask on. <laughs> they got a full ride. That shit is crazy. <laughs> full ride in a pandemic when people in are a dying. Pandemic. 3K a day. But okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, for your, dad, your dad man just scored Paul Reed. Oh, Paul Reed? Yeah. Not baby Siakam, not baby Kevin Garnett. <laughs> baby baby KJ. Look at LaMelo. I know, she's an air boss. Clamped again. Clamped again by Isaiah <laughs> Joe. Right. Jo- uh, Joe got oh, started hitting the shots. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. I never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of his name. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. We actually argue about the fourth string right now. That's a great to be like. It's great to be like sitting trying to coach at the fourth string. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Shoot! Six and one. And live on the fly zone. The Sixers are six and one. We need to have to worry about next week when we do the whole run and everything else. The Sixers won today, one eighteen to one hundred two against the Central New Orleans Hornets. Yep. Live, live from the fly zone right now. Live from six the fly one. zone. Nineteen straight games in Philadelphia. Tobias Harris twenty two points, ten and sixteen field goals, or five rebounds. Live stats as we're doing it right now. Yep. Fourth game, fourth game with with twenty plus points. As as Seth Curry said, and as Doc Rivers said that day, this is old school load management. When you you load management because you ain't got to play nobody because you're blowing somebody out. Uh, the last two points in the bulletin board: the electric Philadelphia mural in Philadelphia Historic District, now shining bright in Philadelphia Historic District. District Electric Philadelphia. The recently recently completed mural transforms the gateway of Historic District with a 8,500 square foot installation between Franklin Square and the Ben Franklin Bridge underpass. That dazzles with colors by day, illuminated by lights at night. The public art partnership between Mural Arts Philadelphia and Visit Philadelphia features works by Philly-based artists David Gunn and Dave Drew Bilyeu. So, a new electric mural is up under the Ben Franklin Bridge, under to Franklin Square. There is a new illuminated electric mural out for at nighttime. If you walk past it because you're bored, because you've been stuck in the house, because you're tired of doing Zoom calls, look at that. Um, Culture Fastest Back at Penn Museum It actually starts on January 15th Watts Philadelphia Penn Museum takes a deep dive Into Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, Tibetan And more cultures from Asia all along During the next iteration of the attractions Super informative Culture Fest Series and lead up To Lunar New Year Shout out on February 11th Because I'm 3% Um Chinese, according to 23andMe. Better focus uh, <laughs> <laughs> to my people, not 3% people. Folks, <laughs> walk in, tune into dozens of virtual things that do, including kid-friendly live sessions, exploration of Philly Asians markets, and a look through behind the stories of Lunar New Year, iconic lion dance. Event calls range for free to registration fees at $15 per person. So that is the rundown. 
indoor dining back in Pennsylvania right now. Not indoor dining back in Philadelphia, January, January 15th. 15th. Maskless, the Maskless Mummers Parade. <laughs> Losers. Yeah, and the, elect- the, the electric Philadelphia mural is spanning from the Franklin Square to the Ben Franklin Bridge. Lighting up an actual light installation mural is in the city, all open right now, designed by a collaboration between Mural Arts and Visit Philadelphia. Look at it now in Culture Face, Culture Fest at Penn Museum, honoring the Lunar New Year coming up all the way through February 11th. All things Lunar New Year, all things Chinese New Year, Vietnamese culture, Korean culture. If you want to get down with that, do it. And also, <laughs> the biggest part of the bulletin board that the Sixers are six and one. Six and, and they're coming for your family, Hodge, your wise, Hodge, your kid. They're coming for your lives. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody's nowhere safe. You, there's nowhere you can hide. Nobody's there, safe. There's nowhere you can hide. More games to the Sixers. We will talk. We'll be talking English draft. We'll be talking English. We'll do some draft profiles. The NCAA championship game is coming up. Alabama and Ohio State. Ohio State has no chance, but God bless them. They have um, no chance. <laughs> not at all. They didn't have a chance before Waddle started practicing. They didn't. definitely don't have a chance to know Waddle's practicing. And so that's that. Episode 15 of the books. I'm one of your hosts, Candace McLean. I'm joined with Deshaun the Connect Carter. Saying, The Nets, we coming for you. Kevin Durant, we on your head. We know what you're doing. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your dollar bills. We want it all. Thank you. Delilah, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Peace.